Another week, another guest. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. If you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. And as a reminder, if you use code SHIPBOX, S-H-I-P-B-O-X, on our website, you get free shipping on orders over $35. Anything you do supports the show. It goes directly into doing these shenanigans. All right, let's start the episode. <laughs> Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John, and next to me, you've met him before drifter, racer, frugal, budgeted, car builder, YouTuber. I mean, the resume can go on and on. Welcome to the show, Kelvin Ariola, man. Oh, thanks for having me back. Yeah, no, thanks for, for coming back. I wasn't sure if you were uh, going to be willing or not. You you really have a voice for radio. I got to say, you got a knack for that. Oh, like, yeah? That whole intro, like, how many times have you practiced that? You oh, just, man, like, I've been doing this for four years? You're like on autopilot now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a robot. Yeah. I'm a beep, boop, beep, boop. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, today we're going to, of course, go over your headlines. We're going to talk a little Kelvin Ariola, And of course, we're going to end on the Motorhead Blitz where you will get the chance at crowning yourself as King Motorhead amongst all the guests that have come by so far. Who's at the top? Uh, we've got James Coker at the top. How many points? Uh, I will reveal that okay. when you All get right. your points. Yeah, yeah. But we're we're good to you're in good shape. I think I think as, you got as long it. as I, I don't do the worst. Who's done the worst? Uh we have a zero. We have a zero with striker performance. Okay. All yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. So best I could do is tie. Yeah, best you yeah. could do is tie. Okay. Yeah, best you could do is tie. Uh actually well the best you could do is be be King Motorhead, but the okay. worst you could do is die. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Great. But let, I, I kind of wanted to start with something a little unique. Uh, I, I On Thursday night, I went to go see – I went and experienced fine arts in L.A. The Fast and the Furious the, musical. The Fast and the Furious musical. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this first, right? If, if you know, if you saw – all you saw was a banner that said the Fast and the Furious musical parody, parody what are the thoughts that come to mind? Um, when and how much? <laughs> December fifteenth yeah. and thirty dollars. And where? Uh, in L.A. at the Dynasty Typewriter. It's a very easy place to go to. They have parking and everything. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't. I went in with low expectations. Like I wasn't really sure. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, so I'm not going to give you specific details. But I was dying. It is. Paul Walker was also. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> So that's the only thing that was missing, and I will reveal okay. that. There was no dark humor, which I, I kind of wanted them to go there with Paul Walker. He was a very small part of the show, that yeah. you know, the Paul Walker character. Um, it was more so everybody else and kind of parodying the, the whole just outlandish nature of Fast and the Furious. I think if you're a Fast and the Furious hater, you might actually enjoy it a little more. So this was more car based or was it military space missions? It was a little of both. It's more it's it, it kind of parodies all of it. There's okay. I mean there's all a right. singing car. There's I mean you're you're it goes across the board uh in terms of what it covers and what they're parodying and what they're making fun of. 
but you are probably they're probably stay more in like five or four through nine. Okay. They don't really land in the OGs in terms of I mean they have Luda and not Ja Rule. Like I mean okay. kind of all right. Yeah, yeah. It kind of that's the whole thing. But I mean I was I want to go back and watch it again. That's how good it That's was. That's how good it was. Yeah. I uh, are you are you a fan of comedy at all? Um I've been to some comedy shows, yeah. Yeah, are are there any comedians you you follow or you Um no, it's I I always tell my wife this. Um it's hard to make other comedians laugh. Yeah. As myself. You're a comedian. No, no, I like uh, to think I am. Uh, <laughs> my humor is really weird, so yeah. What, how why why what, what is what it, is it's it's kind of dark. I mean, I work in a hospital and you know. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of dark humor. There's different types of dark humor, right? Because I think you're talking about like morbid, right? Like yeah. morbid humor. Because then there's like the, the non-PC type of comedy, yeah. right? Are you on that side too? Or is it just the morbid stuff? I mean, I, I enjoy everything. Okay. Actually. So Fast and the Furious musical, I mean, just the title, I'm sold. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. For 30, had... 30 bucks, is parking free? No, parking was fourteen dollars. You okay. can you there is free parking. I chose to is, park in a parking structure. Is this show sponsored by the musical? No. Okay. No, no, this show is not sponsored by the musical. Anyway, okay. I'm glad you said that because yeah, no, I just really, really enjoyed it. Okay. I just really, right. really enjoyed it, and I was like, oh, I, I, I have to go back. And they serve beers. And they serve beers. I saw that. Yeah, Coronas. You can and, have anything. Yeah, you can have anything uh, Except, there as long as it's a Corona. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did have other stuff. I unfortunately found out later that there were other there was other stuff because they have a lot of like canned like unique beers that just okay. look like sodas to me. Yeah, and then I realized oh I didn't have to drink a Corona, but you know it was it was a nice touch to to the night. When in Rome, when in Rome, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so you consider yourself a comedian, comedian, but you don't consider yourself a comedian. Um, are you, are you a stand up? Have you? No, no. I'll make jokes about stuff. Yeah. Like the but, half table. <laughs> well, like, oh, check out that Corolla, but it's actually like a 200 SX, but I don't have a punchline or anything. It's just very like sarcastic, but no one knows I'm being sarcastic. Right. So you're, so you're, and only... then everyone will comment on my video. Hey, dumb, dummy. That's not a Corolla. That's not an eight, six. That's a S 12, oh, but it's, it's fine. It's uh, I have to put satire on the whiteboard. That's not enough. I know. That's not enough. That is not enough. Uh, yeah, I uh, it's since converting to the satirical automotive news stuff, my DMs are wild uh, in terms of people offended by some of the stuff that is happening. That's not true. How could you post that? And it's like, how could you talk about Paul Walker <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah. Someone's gonna clip that section. Yeah, no, go I think viral. <laughs> we said worse on we we uh we touched a little bit on his alleged pedophilia. Yes, yes. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, the whole, the community is a little. It's a little weird. There's people for everything. And yes, yeah. yes. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Let's get into our headlines. And while I drink some coffee. First one, revolutionary car guy slaps IG username decal on ride, skyrockets to 5 million followers, and lands sponsorships from every company imaginable. Are you guilty of this? I have three stickers on my car. Okay, and they are? That's all I have. Two are tech inspection stickers, 
and one is a sticker for a product panic made and this is how I drove that event for free if you buy the, one of their products you get to drive the event for free so I bought stickers <laughs> not a standalone not a $1500 harness and ECU setup I bought stickers loophole yeah and I drove the event for free and you just Oregon. had to show them a receipt yeah. Was it one event or is it like multiple events that you can go to? It was more of like a customer appreciation event uh, okay. that we had, like a festival. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What was the event? Um, that That's up in Medford with all the Corollas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did they say anything to you? No. Well, you had to apply and send in an application and show your proof of purchase. Yeah. And yeah, no, they, I'm surprised they let me. Oh, they didn't even, they, they didn't say anything. No, but after I noticed, they took down the stickers. So I don't know if it was oh, like a, Oh, you were the guy. You're the reason they put like, you know, caution when hot, you know, type yes, of, yeah, warnings yes. on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Loophole. That's, how much was a sticker? Five bucks? Five bucks. Okay. I bought two. One for me and my buddy, John. Okay. We don't have any of his products, but Jason has full standalone and a whole bunch of stuff from and all three of you went to the event yes oh and two of you on sticker sponsorships yes but <laughs> i gotta say um i did buy some stuff on black friday because yeah there's real good support and good products from them yeah so okay okay that's uh that was actually going to be a little bit of a later question but um touching on sort of the Okay. I was like, I hear a rumbling car outside. Touching on the um, uh, on the sponsorship type stuff, I want to go back to your Formula D program. I know we touched on this last time you were here. Yes. But I want to specifically talk about like the sponsorship side of things and what it looked like then for you. So it was a MS Word document with a proposal with me um, and my ratty car. Okay and holding trophies and pretty much all the events I've done every year and where I placed and qualified. And uh, back then it was 20, 2009 when I started reaching out for sponsorships and 2010 when I ran the season. And I just felt like it wasn't like now people get sponsored for grassroots stuff. Yeah. It was still very hard for privateers to get sponsored in Formula D. Oh, so it was harder back then. You'd see a lot of privateers and like no stickers on their car. Oh, yeah. okay. But usually after a couple of events, you get to meet all the vendors and, you know, they'll approach you or, you know, you yeah. build relationships. Okay. Yeah. So how, I guess at the peak, how many sponsors did you have? Maybe like three. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And what did the deals look like at the time? Um, it was just a bunch of like verbal deals, Cooper tires. You know, Jeff helped me get some stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, here's some tires. Just run our sticker. They right. They gave me the size of the sticker. Told me the location. Um, K&N filters. Oh, here's some stickers. They sent me like a, you know, a box of stuff, a bunch of filters and all this other stuff. Or was it was AM filters. Okay. The dry filters. But they got bought out by AM or K&N bought out AEM, and they would sell their filters as AEM dry flow. Right. So they sent me a bunch of stuff, but it was all, you know, it was very, like, it was verbal contracts, nothing written on paper. Yeah. So in that sense, it was it You was were easy. still pretty much a privateer. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. were still funding a lot of that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, do you, how much do you know of sort of the, the later environment of sponsorships? I know you know that it's a little easier now because there are more, 
companies involved. But if yeah. you were to do it now, do you think it would look different? Um, okay, so from what I've seen, and I just met, I heard you, I know this thing keeps sagging. Do I need to like... Yeah, we need to crank it. Okay, crank that soldier boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's all about social media now, I feel like, and it's all about TikTok. And I know you just said, I just heard you mention you're not on TikTok, but yeah. I have a couple of friends who are influencers and they do different events and just for a TikTok post it blows my mind. Really? Yeah. And even then I've heard um, you know, like SEMA, they're really focusing on smaller influencers and TikTokers. They're not focused so much on YouTubers anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I think that's that's a platform. That's the way to go. And we're slacking. Yeah, I I the whole TikTok thing. I th- there's a whole there's a whole story behind that. Yeah. But yeah, I moved away from TikTok. But you're right about the they're calling micro influencers now. Yeah. And and yeah, so YouTube isn't. It's interesting. It's too saturated. I would expect social media like like Instagram and TikTok to be really saturated. So I mean, I feel like it's hard to get people's attention span for one minute. That's a good so point. So TikTok, they started doing, you know, videos were like five seconds. Those yeah. were the ones doing well. You get the message and the point across right away. But now they're pushing videos that are over a minute. So they're kind of switching back. Yeah. And the TikTok algorithm is a little more favorable than the IG algorithm. And I've seen people, they'll post something. If it doesn't do good, they'll take it down and repost it. Oh, really? Yes. On it's TikTok kinda, and how do you feel about that? Instagram, it's a little cringy. Yeah, if you don't get enough likes within the first couple hours, you take it down. Yeah, I feel and like I I feel like it's the same thing when I'm filming a video. Like yeah, if I stumble, if I stutter and say something wrong, then I'll repeat it. When I'm editing it, I always put the first part, the first take or second take. Right, because it just sounds more natural. Yeah, after just repeating it over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. So, no, that's a, that's a that's a good point. But yeah, I don't I don't know, like and also I don't understand the algorithm enough. Sometimes I feel like if you put something up and then take it down and then throw it back up, you're automatically at a disadvantage. But I'm that's a solely an assumption on my part. Yeah. I don't I don't know how any of that works. Well, but, at the end of the day it's is your content engaging and is it interesting? Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, there's two, right? Because that's one hundred percent right. But then the other side of it is there's an audience for everything and everyone. Yeah. So being able to get that reach, that's like the goal, right? Enough yeah. reach to find those people, those eyeballs. I encountered an issue where um, I've had a few reels go viral. But yeah. now that I've switched to a different format, all the people that are following me for that reason yeah. are kind of like, this is not – and I'm having trouble getting the same – I guess climbing at the same rate as yes. I was before because I switched over. It's like drifting videos. Drifting videos don't do well on YouTube. You'll hear all the drifting influencers say it. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't do well on they YouTube. They don't do that well. Oh, I didn't know that. They'd rather buy have videos on supercars and all that. Oh, you know that I mean? makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is a bunch of 12 and 13-year-olds on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense because I've always thought that drifting was sort of the the easiest to watch out of all yeah. the motorsports, right? Which is true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so because of that alone, I felt like it would just automatically do well. 
um, in terms of any form of content, but you're saying that's not I mean, the case. I don't have a trouble. I don't have any trouble watching someone's 30 minute vlog about going to the track and drifting. I'm yeah. fine with it, but it's very, uh, uh, you know, specialized. Niche. Yeah, it's a niche. Yeah, I feel. So, I find that a lot of we don't we're not representative of the mass audience. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Because you're right. I can watch 30 minutes. I can watch you talk for 30 minutes. Oh, thanks. You know, Thank just you. just chopping up metal, you know. And, and yeah. But, yeah, I, I realize that that's not the case for most people on the Internet. But anyway, let's get into our next headline. Unsold Live, Laugh, Love Pillows Given New Life Relabeled Race, Break, Fix, Repeat to be sold to car enthusiasts. Are these in the clearance section? Uh, yeah, of course they're in the clearance section. Um, are you a race, break, fix, repeat guy? Um, maybe it's like race, break, fix, break, fix, break, race. <laughs> I wish I did more racing, like you said, seat time. Yeah. It's always nice to have more seat time. I feel like you get a lot of seat time, though. I, I try. I yeah. try. But I feel like I don't do well enough. Like I always have excuses like... My brakes suck. And I've been saying my brakes suck every road race event. And I've had a kit to put together and I just never put it together. Because you want to be able to hold on to that excuse. Well, no, I want to be able to run uh, 14 inch wheels still. Oh. And then I've got to run 15 inch wheels. Wait, do you have those wheels already? Yeah, I have a bunch of. 14s, so there's no 15s. excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But then tires, well, they're front, that'd be for the front tires, but tires, you know, you get 14 inch tires, 30 bucks a tire. Yeah. 15 inch for your cheaper Ling Longs might go from 30 to 45. Are you tracking like road racing Ling Longs? Um, at Laguna, I was running waterfalls in the front. <laughs> really? So you don't terrible. have you don't have a special set for road racing for grip? Um, I got some slicks from Jaime. Okay, from FF Podcast, but. I decided to lower my car, and they don't fit anymore. Oh. I, I literally have to raise my car like three inches to make them fit. Yeah. Yeah. And you you have – I don't know if, if I'm like biased because like I watch all your content, and a lot of your content is the break and fix, right? Yeah. But it seems like you go through a lot of break and fix. Would you do you feel like it's a lot? Do you feel like it's a normal amount? Like where where do you where are your thoughts on it? That's a very subjective question. <laughs> That's why I want to know your opinion. So I mean okay, let's see. Like if I my fender I munched my fender like a million times because my car was too low, so I fixed it. Um I didn't have to fix it, but now being older I want a nicer car. You yeah, saw yeah. my fender, my yeah. fix. <laughs> yeah. It's it is decent. Nice. It's de more decent. Yeah. Um, I, but I don't know. Let's say my fuel tank. Um, I had a leak. I just put JB Weld. It's one of those things that, oh, it's a road fix. I'll fix it later. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, yeah. Do you do you think because you have a YouTube channel, because, you know, you, you are involved in social media, do you have an appreciation for the breaks that happened to you? Or they, or does it still the same heartburn? I mean, to me, if I break something, like at the track, all my studs broke off because I was running the wrong lug nuts. It was no biggie for me. It was on the last session. I felt more bad for everyone else for eating up their track time. I'm yeah. like, just leave the car on there. It's the last session. Let everyone get their track time. I'll go fix it. Yeah. And luckily, I had the studs. It was, 
it was no big deal for me. I'm not trying to break things. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm obviously. not trying to imply that either. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but th- it is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's just part of the adventure. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. In my car right now, I have a full tool set, power probe, air compressor, like, yeah. And, uh, you know, with going through sort of all the breaks that happen, do you film everything? Or is there like a like a like a threshold of item that you're like, well, this is not interesting. I'm just going to leave that out. And, you know, with the exception of like your oil changes and stuff. Um, I, I kind of do that a lot. Like inside the fender flares, I wasn't going to record it. I did one side and I was like, ah, I might as well record it. Okay. And I stretched that out to like a 10 minute video. But yeah, could have been done in two minutes. But the filming stretches it out. Do you, is yeah. it one camera that you're using? One camera. Okay. If I get fancy, I got older iPhones, and I just set up different cameras and link the footage. But other than that, just for, you know, post-production-wise, just one camera, and I just edit it at work. And Oh, really? At work? I try to, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That That's helpful. That's yeah, helpful, yeah. Because yeah. editing takes a what Like, on average, what, how would you describe... How long would you describe you spend editing one video? Um, Let's say two hours. That's Let's actually just say two good. hours. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's with one camera. And that's at work with interruptions. Yeah. I could probably knock it out in one hour. And, you know, for me, it's just cut cut the dead parts, keep whatever's interesting. You know, you film three hours worth of material for a three-minute video. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's a struggle. So you're watching, you're watching essentially the full video. Or how do you cut the dead parts? Are you just looking at an audio track? Um. If I'm not saying anything interesting or doing anything interesting, like, you know, let's say it takes you 20 minutes to cut up a fender. Yeah. I'm only going to include, I don't know, 30 seconds of that. Yeah. With different angles. Yeah. That's all. Have you considered, like, uh, approaching, like, different companies for, like, DIY content for them? So, I mean, you know, you get these people that message you and it's like, oh... Um, you know, we want to sponsor you, send you some LED bulbs, which I actually have to install LED bulbs <laughs> for a company. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, so you are in the game. I yeah. mean, I mean, is it worth it for the return? I don't know. Yeah. Some of the, these products are really cheap and it's yeah. like, they just want a video. It's like, sure. Yeah. Which I haven't done yet, but I will, I'll get done. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of audio equipment stuff. Which for the podcast, so, um, yeah, which you know, that's helped a lot. I have wireless mics, okay, and you know, it's always a heartbreak when you record something and your microphones don't work and you go out and it's, when you go edit it and there's no sound and you're like, oh, uh, I gotta do a voiceover. How many times has that happened to you? Just once, okay, that's yeah, enough. but I always constantly check audio because of that, yeah. I mean, that's why I have these backups. Yeah, I, I'm, it's uh, I used to not really do the backup stuff. I want to keep it as streamlined as possible. Yeah, but you're right. Like getting and like getting to my laptop, loading everything up, and there's no audio for a yeah. podcast-based content, you know, machine yeah. that we have here. This is starting to sound like a vlogging podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And for those of you who are upset about it, uh, too bad. Um, all right, let's move into our next headline. Canyon Runner complains track days are just too pricey as his car is airlifted out of a ditch. Well, <laughs> I used to agree with this logic a long time ago. 
I, and I was going to I think both of us are are in a bit of this camp. You know, we, we enjoyed a bit of Canyon stuff. You on the drifty side of things. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's say let's turn it back to the year 2006. OK. Track days weren't as popular. They would fill up very quick and they're very expensive, mm -hmm. very expensive. And then you'd have to go through, which is not a bad idea, really strict tech. Right. Which I feel like a lot of track days just, oh, battery tie down. They kick your wheel. Okay, you're good to go. <laughs> Which I feel like we need to bring tech back. 100%. Bring back stricter tech inspections. Yeah. Even at Grid Life, the guy was shaking my wheel bearing. He's like, are you sure about that? It's uh, like, you know, you're an instructor. You know your car better than I do. And he let me go. Wow. And I was like, man. <laughs> I'm like, is it really that bad? Then when I got home, I sh lifted up and shook it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's pretty bad. wow. And it survived Laguna Seca that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was the same way. Um, I mean, for me, I didn't even I didn't even consider the possibility of a track day. Like, it was just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. So, I'll probably use this as an excuse. Luckily, I never ended up in a ditch. But I guess what was the worst thing you saw in the canyons? Um, cars flip, cars ending up in ditches. Um, my buddy rolled off a local mountain pass. I wasn't there that night, but he rolled off. He survived, but, oh man, I mean, literally that was like every weekend in the canyons and I feel like it still is. I see people's stories. There's always a car flipped over a car on its side. The only difference now, instead of calling tow trucks, me and my buddies would flip over, flip over the cars ourselves, help these strangers oh. for nothing in return. And this is why another reason I wish I recorded stuff back then. Wow. So how would you take me through one example of flipping a car over and helping somebody out? Um, my buddy, Paul, a long time ago on this local mountain road, I'm like, be careful. And I always tell people if it's their first time, just keep it second gear. Yeah. And it's always when they get out of second gear, they come in too hot to a corner because it's just a bunch of switchbacks. Right. And they end up, you know taking the turn too wide and you know you just catch the side of the mountain and yep you just flip onto the side yeah you just you know goodbye <laughs> yeah so you push it over kick all the glass out of the out of the road and limp the car home wow yeah. back okay. then you well still there's no cell reception on this mountain road there was a payphone at the bottom but i mean literally like there's no one to help you up there. But how, so like, how are you flipping the cars over? Is it just like everybody like. So mul multiple things. Everyone helps. Um, if cars out of the ditch. I remember cutting my seat belts from the back seat. Wow. Or cutting other pe people's seat belts, tie them together and then yeah. tie it to another car and yeah, burn up our clutches. That. Wow. Yeah. This is normal, normal activities. Yeah, I mean, from yeah. what you described the last time you were on, yeah, I mean, this is this is just another day for you, but there are, there are very few people that would go through this. So my buddy Jeff Jones, you know, I'd always be on him on these adventures, and let's say, you know, we were drifting some turns. Some he would invite someone to go drift. They would crash. We'd help him fix his car. And is that right? Are you gonna try it again? He would peer pressure him or punk him into drifting again <laughs> after we help him fix his car. I'm serious, hundred percent wow. serious. Yeah, we'd scumbag him back into. And and more times than not, or every time people would do it. No, because the alignment was all jacked up, mm. or it was leaking coolant or oil, and yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way, 
like I can see how on the surface of that, that's just it's just like he's being a bully. Yeah. But in a way, I think it's helpful because a lot of times when you experience going off track or going off a mountain, your confidence takes a little bit of a hit. Yeah. And getting back in the car and driving it, even if it's just driving it, helps shake some of that off. Yeah. Have you ever had a situation where you you experienced a crash that you hadn't experienced before and all of a sudden you were like, should, should I be doing this anymore? Like your confidence took a bit of a hit? Um, I flipped my car in Vegas for FD Pro-Am in 2009, my okay. RX-7. Okay. And I remember it like slow motion, right? The back end hit, hit the barrier. Back end hit, the front end went in, hit a bunch of tires and it barrel rolled oh how many I, how many just once okay but i i just remember it like slow motion just like like floating like the movies like yeah like like, like stuff like, flying across your eyes like, yeah 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 like super slow yeah and then just the hard impact of boom and your spine compressing and you're like damn this is and then hurt. your car my car was still on it was leaking oil and everyone's like cut it off cut it off and i couldn't find the keys and the master switch right so I was just leaking oil everywhere so i just stalled it put it in gear and installed it oh because i was making a big mess yeah which yeah. i felt more i always feel bad i'm fine crashing my car but if i make a mess on track it's like oh sorry guys yeah you ruin it for everybody else yeah. so like coming back from that like the next time did it did it factor into your driving at all or were you or you were just kobe about it you're like i'm i forgot about that already it's it's one of those things we cut the roof off and then i went to irwindale maybe a month later and okay. i qualified and i got my license my formula d license but it's one of those things it's like oh the car's already messed up like you know yeah i fixed it but you know it's kind of like i always tell people when your car's so nice people build track cars and they build them so nice they don't want to take them to the track because oh, yeah, it's no. too nice. Yeah, or they'll drive them at seven tenths all the yeah, time. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm building this drift car," and they, you know, buy all these things. I'm like, "You don't need all that." Yeah, and then it becomes too nice, and then that becomes their daily or whatever, and then they build another drift car. Yeah, and it just keeps going into that cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. constant, especially for drifting because you are, like, it's inevitable. You're gonna hit something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. at some point, if like I have no real concept of the, you know, the drifting journey, right? How many years would you put between someone, a novice starting to drift and then moving into tandeming with somebody else? It's, it's all seat time. And with a set of cores and these Sims, you could have these people who have never been in a drift car. Yeah. Right. And it's all seat time back then. It was very rare to sign up for a drift event because they were all full. Yeah drift day at uh, Cal Speedway would fill up or drift day in the parking lot at Irwindale would yeah. would fill up and you know you there was very little organizations that had drift events you know it was frowned upon it was a new yeah. sport right so I feel like progression to become pro I've seen people like within a year oh really yeah that seems quick because I mean when within a year you're talking about most of the time you're talking about weekends for events that's 50 weekends or they do private days at the track i mean not to say these people have a lot of money but they have a lot of money <laughs> yeah but yeah but with sim work that's how you're sort of you know yeah with sim work and time. knowing how to set up the car and you know knowing different techniques to correct and right you know, with uh you know back in the day when you were learning were the canyons sort of your sim right that's where you picked up a lot of this stuff 
Um, canyons in the streets. And the streets. I know that's yeah. where you started, like on the streets. We yeah. talked about that last time. Um, what would you say is the most? What was the most instrumental in teaching you how to drift and moving into sort of the Formula D realm? The most instrumental thing. Yeah. Um. It could be like a it could be like a characteristic of yours. It could be a tool. It could be an experience. You know what what sticks out in your mind? I mean, I was pretty decent at riding walls, okay. like wall riding, and you're you know when you're drifting, you're like, oh yeah, I was right up against it. And you watch the footage, and you're like three feet away, right? Or whatever. You're still far away, yeah. And it feels like it. Like I said, you'll never know where the limit is until you find it. Right. So I remember just scraping my quarter panel and just, it's like muscle memory. Yeah. Pretty much. You just know exactly where you are. So you, you were good because you, you found that limit frequently. Yeah. Or you were just naturally good at like that precision. Um, I'd say I found that limit because once you exceed that limit, the back end goes in then the front end and you know, you're in a wall and then usually all the tires and everything all the slick stuff is up high right on the bank. so yeah. yeah if you go up too high then yeah mm, okay so you're the wall riding guy are you were, i was was not anymore was. is it something you lost is it no i just i mean i have a corolla now it's not really a big bank car uh, okay okay yeah it's a slow car yeah but i mean it's like it, somewhere there is no bank Right, just a flat surface. Yeah. If I put yeah. a cone, like if I put a cone down, right, and said yeah. get as close to that without touching it. Yeah. Well, how close do you think you could get with the front end or rear end? Uh, what whichever you can get closer. I, I would I would say first try front end within six inches. Okay. Rear end probably within a foot the first try. Okay. It just okay. depends. Okay. The rear so, end I would need multiple cones. Uh, why? Just I. Just frame for reference? Yeah, for reference. Uh, okay. We might have to make a video and like test this. Yeah. Like get the yeah. skid pad at Apple Valley or something. Yeah. Yeah, we could. That'd be cool. See like new versus pro. I mean, if it's a cone and I'm first gear, then yeah, I could probably get within six inches of it. Okay. But you know, when I think of getting in within a foot of it, I'm pretty sure you're talking about like third gear initiate. Uh, kind of okay. Deal. Okay. But if it's first gear, then yeah, that's. Well, I mean, bad. I think those variables are up to you. I just, yeah. I, it'd be nice because it, it is fascinating, right? Those slow mo footage of like seeing a car pass like millimeters, whether yeah. it's you know Formula One car or like a, a beat down Miata doing yeah. it. It's always fascinating to see that. But those are our headlines for the week. Now let's learn a little more about Kelvin. Uh, you've been quite the adventure lately, which has been awesome because it's given me tons of content uh, to watch. Um, you were describing some of this off mic when you got in. Um, take me through sort of what you were describing earlier about, you know, Oregon and the flight and Laguna Seca. You know, let's start at the top. Okay, so there's Matt and Mark Panic from Panic Made. They were throwing a event for customer appreciation, August 18 and 19. And uh, if you're a customer, they let you drive for free. This was at Affinity Circuit in Medford. Okay. So even it's if a small all you track. bought were stickers. Well, <laughs> as soon as I saw the Instagram post, I bought stickers. Yeah. And then I commented, or you know, I bought stickers. Does that count? Yeah. And he's like, oh, check your email soon. So he sent me an email. You sent an application, and then yeah, I got approved. Awesome. Shout out to them. 
Yeah. Shout out to Shout them out to Matt and Mark Panic. Yeah. Which, you know, I bought a Link ECU and harness from them. Yeah. So I'll be installing that with some BMW ITBs with oh. an adapter plate made oh, from John Ziegler. Another Beamer head. Oh, look at that. Uh, Beamer, Beamer ITBs on a Toyota Beams. Yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so cool. got approved for this event and... I talked everyone else into, you know, my buddy already had ECU for it and everyone else applied. So it was me, John and Jason. Okay. Right. Uh, which was perfect because John had just moved up to Grants Pass, which is 30 minutes from Medford. Oh, okay. So yeah, if we break down, we can, we can work on our cars there. Right. So pretty much the, uh, when we went, it was the week of Monterey car week. Oh, cool. So the first we left on a, I don't know when we left on a Wednesday on a Wednesday. So I went from the Valley to Simi Valley, San Fernando Valley to Simi Valley. It was me, John and Jay, uh, me, Jason and Josh, my old roommate. And then we took the coast up pretty much the whole coast, all the way up to Monterey in our Corollas and, uh, watch a bunch of cars. And that was the first time being at Laguna. And if you've never been at Laguna, it's just very, uh, you know, breathtaking you're at yeah. the top at the corkscrew and you could see the whole track 360 degrees and uh it was just surreal there was really nice cars there and different classes formula f1 uh vintage formula one cars old trans am cars and then we all slept at carlos's house who lives in salinas okay so you know I pretty much messaged him, hey, can me and some scumbags crash out on your couch? <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. So we get there. He buys us pizza, and we play Gran Turismo, of course. Yeah, yeah. On his sim. And then... Who who, who won? He did. He's really good. Uh, okay. He's, he's really good. Okay. So the next day, I wake up to a puddle under the car. The fuel tank is oh, leaking. Oh, no. And, you know, Carlos has to go to work because it's like Thursday morning and it's like, you know, he just left his garage and tools for us to use. Yeah. So I ended up pumping out the gas and I think I had close to a full tank, like eight out of 10 gallons. Took it out, dropped it. Um, couldn't find the leak. It was spewing everywhere. So I took off the cap, capped off the return and the feed line. And then I just pressurized it with my mouth and use soapy water yeah 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 and found the leak use some quick steel or jb weld the epoxy mixed okay. it up and it's still like that till this day <laughs> and we'll be like that probably for yeah. the foreseeable future yeah and then when we and then from there we went up to we we're supposed to stop by lake shasta but during that time there were fires in norcal okay and it was like real thick and you know we didn't stop we just shot up straight to uh medford or okay. grants pass that night but it was, I don't know. You couldn't even breathe. That's oh, how bad it wow. was. Yeah. Okay. It was literally fire around us. It's yeah. like, okay, we just got to bounce. We were trying to get to Crescent City and camp out for the night, but yeah. no, it was closed. All the, a bunch of highways were closed. Uh, so where'd you stop? We, we probably like nine hour drive. Straight. Oh, you guys just went straight yeah, for went it. Yeah, went straight there. We were trying to make more of an adventure out of it, but yeah. yeah, we just shot up straight there. I mean, it sounds like it was an adventure. Yeah. Like either way. Yeah. And then the next day, well, we go see John's freaking vineyard, 15 acre. Oh, nice. 15 acre vineyard. And it's like, man, this guy's balling. Yeah. But it's like for the price of this house, you could have 15 acres up there. Damn. But the upkeep on 15 acres. Yeah. 
anyways, we go to Walmart to pick up some waterfalls and they were like 36 bucks and we literally bought 10 okay or 12 12 of them me and jason bought 12 and john bought some 15 inch ones which were probably like 43 but up there there's no sales tax oh that's right that's and right yeah. since we were road tripping i didn't want to carry a bunch of tires i just bought two extra wheels with me yeah so it worked out because literally you know i didn't have to carry a bunch of tires yeah. to a drift event yeah and then we did the event the next day. And what's nice about Affinity Circuit is they have a water pit. So I literally went through 50 laps on like one pair of tires. Oh, how do you use a water pit? It's just, you know, it's just this low section of the track by the hot pits. And yeah. You just roll in and cool off your tires. Uh, so you just drive in and just, you know, it's, yeah. you drive through a puddle of water. Yeah. And yeah. that's enough. That's enough. Wow. What, how how long would they last had you not had the water pit? Probably like 10 laps. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a huge stretch. I'd say like 10 consistent laps if I went back to back to back. The oh. tires just eventually overheat and fall apart. And yeah. yeah. You know when you see tire smoke? Yeah. That's your tires coming apart. Oh, literally. okay. Got so, I mean, it. I probably wasn't making a lot of smoke because I was heat cycling them and they were getting harder. But yeah. That's not what it's about. I was right? I was there fun. to have fun. Yeah. Which, you know, everyone there had the same engine. They had a beams, but everyone was, uh, I guess they tried these Iron Man tires and that's what everyone was running. Yeah. So during tandems, like, you know, I was on 14 inch, they're on 15 inch and I couldn't keep up with them, but they're all standalone in ITBs also. So that the, the tire size makes that much of a difference. Well, it's a 195 and it's a different compound. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Got he it. tested a bunch of compounds and for the price, Iron Man was where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this car, your car takes like a huge beating, like a champ. It's it's decent. What do you, I mean, you're you're traveling across the country. It's top to bottom, but it's across the country. Yeah. Going to a drift event. We've still got more to this story. So this is what I tell people. If your car can make it through a track day, you could go 2,000 miles driving in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what everyone at work is like, are you sure it's going to make it? It's like, dude, you do hot laps. You do sessions at the track 20 minutes, hard on the gas, hard on the brakes. Yeah. Like, you're never going to drive it any harder than that. Road racing, there's a lot more stress on the car than drifting. Yeah. There's a lot more load. Debatable. Well, depends on the tires you're on also. Right, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's interesting. But, I mean, you've been doing it to this car for a really long time now, right? It's been how many years? Oh, I've had this car since 2016. Yeah. 2016. Yeah, so it's it's, it's still fascinating. You're right, though. I mean, like, the, the hardest you're going to drive it is at the track. And if you daily your car, you can figure out... Um, what are the downfalls? Like, and that's another thing you are daily you're constantly in this car. keeping up with it, like yeah. with issues. Yeah, this and, is this is your daily, right? Um, I have multiple cars, but yeah. more or less since I got it back from Oregon, I've been driving it daily. Do you still have all seven that you described last time? Um, the Honda Fit I'm giving to my dad. I didn't renew registration, okay. So I got to bring out to Vegas, but I got everything else. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. So you're still good to go. Sorry, now I took us off the the story, but continue. Okay, so did two days of drifting at Affinity Circuit. Um, you know, we wanted to do Winter Jam in Sonoma, which is this weekend, another weekend of drifting. So yeah. we decided to leave the cars up there. Um, we flew back for fifty bucks, left the cars there for two months, 
And then um, Jaime was like, hey, I could get you into grid life as an instructor. I'm like, can you get everyone else in? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, he got me in. And then Jason bought, uh, you know, intermediate pass. And with his Corolla, the guy's like, are you sure this thing's intermediate? Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, John decided to tag along with us. John and Andy and Bruce met us up there. But, yeah, we pretty much drove down. Two months later, we drove down from um, Grants Pass all the way down to Laguna Seca. And we took the coast for the most most of the part. Yeah. We camped out in Fort Bragg. It was like four of us, four hot dogs lined up. Yeah. You, know, you, you guys are end. known for that at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not bad. And, you know, people are like, oh, why don't you just get a hotel? Here's the thing about a hotel that I don't like. If you're not parked right in front of your room, you have all your tools, all your tires there. It's just kind of sketchy. You're just paranoid. Because I always hear stories of people's trailers getting stolen or stuff getting stolen. It's like, I'd rather just camp out by my car. It's a campsite. Nobody's going to go through your stuff. Maybe a bear, but... Yeah. At that point, you've got bigger problems. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, I've always been apprehensive about, you know, kind of even just staying overnight at some of these track days. Yeah. Like at a hotel somewhere. Um, to Which go to. I'd rather just camp out at the track. Yeah. Th- then, you know, it's no problem, right? Yeah, because everyone's your cool. Car. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone's got their things there. Everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so you're going to Laguna Seca as an instructor now. Yeah, so we went, you know, all day driving the coast. Fort Bragg probably takes double the time taking the coast. And the coast is a nice drive, but if you're stuck behind a slow car, it just drags on. So we get oh, stuck yeah. behind a slow car. And, you know, way of the road, everyone, if you have a trail of two cars behind you or three cars on a windy road, they have a lot of, you know, you're supposed to yield to slower traffic. So public service announcement, pull over if there's two cars behind you. Same thing. If you're cruising through the canyons and a car catches up behind you, they're probably faster. Same thing with the track. If you're at, <laughs> if you're at a HPD day, right, um, and a car catches up to you, this Miata catches up to your Corvette just yield because they're probably faster (laughs) literally in other words wherever you're at get out the way yes get out the way ludicrous yeah luda yeah so anyways yeah fort bragg drive down to laguna spend the night at carlos's same thing as like hey carlos can me and more scumbags crash out on your couch (laughs) right and he's he's the best guest thank you carlos right he's a school teacher teacher god bless his heart how yeah. does he deal with these high schoolers yeah seriously right um but this dude has like 14 cars that's uh i guess things might be must be different in norcal that's not a teacher salary oh, i i know i know <laughs> he bought them when they're all cheap okay but we crash out at his house and then um we're trying to get you know instructors get one person in for free and eventually everyone got in for free yeah right uh, went to the track watched the drifting Watch the track battle, watch, um, you know, watch all the different groups. And then we got to see T-Pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. How was that? It was cool. I felt like it wasn't the T-Pain crowd. and But I feel like T-Pain's a cool dude because he does drive a bunch of shitty cars. Yeah, no, right? yeah that gives him the, the card, right? Yeah, He's so I give, him, I give him the respect. Yeah. T-Pain, you have my respect. <laughs> yeah. He was aching for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know nappy boy. <laughs> yeah. No, T-Pain is cool. I think he's done a lot for, you know, the, the automotive industry and just being a famous person that does a lot of 
a lot of raggedy car stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm about it. Yeah. And then the next day is the day that I was instructing, right? Get through tech. They tech my car. They're like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of loose, but it's an old car. And you know your old car, right? Yeah. You know your own car. I'm like, yeah. 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 It's a piece Anyways, of <laughs> you know, I didn't mount. So I took off tires in Medford off of the Lemons car. I didn't mount these as Zenus because my car's too low and, you know, it would rub. Yeah. Right, so it was like very like precision wheel fitment. Yeah, man, I'm just a stancy boy, huh? <laughs> man. That's what got me in trouble. Anyways, yeah. I left the waterfalls in front, and I had a Zenus on the back, and uh, it was not fun. It was not. Oh, fun. really? It, it was would... just plowing everywhere. Oh, you know, I lowered like the front psi to like twenty psi, trying to get this thing to turn in, soften the front shocks, trying yeah. to get this car to turn in. Right. But during my sessions too, it was raining. Yeah. Oh, that, wet. yeah, that makes it worse. And then my rear brakes are uh, bigger than my front brakes. Don't w- just wait till I upgrade it. <laughs> which a year from now, I probably still won't upgrade it. But um, yeah, I would say the scariest turn is turn two. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I just would lock it up coming into that thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I didn't mention uh, up in Medford, I had a, my ring and pinion took a dump, or it was howling, so John had an extra 3.7 final drive. Yeah. Which is great for MPG and cruising. Yeah. But it's kind of sluggish at the track. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I have gear ratios, uh, Three nine four three four seven. I even have a five point two nine. Wow! Oh well, you're you're a drifty boy, so yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So it just felt sluggish. Yeah. No, I bet, man. But you were, you were just instructing, right? Doing lead follows. Um, lead follow the first session, and then they let me run in the intermediate group. Oh, uh, okay, got but it. But literally after the intermediate group was the beginners. Oh, so I felt it. like I would do a couple laps, but I didn't want to stay out because I wanted to watch my students. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. had four people to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you were watching them from like a corner or? Um, I'd watch from different corners. Carlos, Carlos V was up there. Jaime yeah. was up there. Um, yeah. I thought that was, I've never, I've never seen instructing done that way. I, I ended up not being able to go because my car isn't available i thought we had to take a car turned out that that wasn't the case no no (laughs) yeah no well carlos didn't have a car yeah exactly but um they just watch you on different corners and then you know if you're overshooting it or missing the apex or breaking too early you just let them know you let them know after the session or you're not in their yeah well there's there was a walkie-talkie and you know everyone has different eyes everywhere and you're like hey how was this honda civic doing got it it it's like oh yeah it was kind of you know overshooting the turn yeah yeah it's you definitely a safer approach yeah yeah definitely and they don't let they don't let you ride for insurance reasons in that person's car oh okay they can they can ride along in your car but you can't ride along in their car interesting this they're yeah. like the only organization i know that does it that way i guess an incident happened i don't know the details of it but incident uh, happened years ago that makes sense yeah that makes sense. So that, that I mean, that's fat. And if you and if you want any more details on any of this stuff, he's chronicled it on his YouTube. Uh, so go check it out. It's all fascinating and a hilarious watch. Um, but there are other things that you posted that I wanted to touch on. The five dollar junkyard. Okay. So <laughs> recently, LKQ, 
the dismantler company yeah has monopolized a bunch of junkyards especially in california they yeah. monopolized all the small junkyards what used to be adlin brothers got bought out by lkq so pick your part or el pulpo octopus yeah, yeah. which i didn't know you know I'd see these commercials on like Spanish TV of the junkyard on yeah. sales. I'm like, how come? Obviously, they're catering towards the audience, but yeah, I mean, I didn't know they even had commercials. Oh, really? They had commercials. Dude, on growing TV. up, I used to see them all the time. Like a I Spanish had no television. Idea. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I didn't know about the junkyard until I got a car and my buzz. Oh, let's go to junkyard. Yeah, yeah. And that's just what we used to do when we were younger: buy parts borrow parts and sell them online yeah 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 you know we'd be you know like how people go to the thrift stores yeah or record shops to buy stuff and flip that's what we do anyways it used to be two dollars they increased it to three dollars now it's five dollars yeah just to get in just to get in which people made you know there's been an evolution of the junkyard they post all the cars they have online right yeah which is nice because if your car's not there you don't have to pay Right. Back then, you know, back then people would be sitting at the entrance and exit, right? And it's like, hey, did you see a Civic in there? Because they didn't want to pay to get in the junkyard. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they'd ask you if their car was there or whatever, right? Yeah. If you post something, if you post you're at the junkyard, people are like, hey, find me this, find me that. You get all these requests to find Uh, parts for people. Okay. So it's kind of like, it's a little annoying, but you know, if you could help someone, that's good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. you know, I'm going to already say, don't go to the junkyard. Public service announcement, everyone. <laughs> don't go to the junkyard if it's LKQ, pick your part, because everything, if you look up transmission, it says uh, specific for car, fender specific for car. They have QR codes on all the parts of the cars, and they upcharge you depending on the car. Oh, so it's not like it used to be. No, it'd be a generic price. Back then it was like 20 bucks for a fender, 20 bucks for a hood. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, like 2 years ago I bought a pair of fenders and it was like $180. Right. And it's because they get you they they add on the warranty without you knowing and I remember uh they charge you a core for a fender. Right. And I remember going back to a junkyard with this crinkled fender I got from my buddy David Moss. It was literally like, it was a fender, but it was literally like ran over five times. Mm-hmm. I brought it and was like, oh, we can't take that. I'm like, it's a core. Yeah. What do you mean? So he talked to his supervisor and then I got two bucks for it. Wow. But it's kind of like, you want a nice fender? Yeah. Which you're probably going to resell anyway. Yeah. that's It doesn't make sense. So anyways, it's so expensive. I always see the drama at the cashier. I wish I could just set up a live cam there because people, you see people bring all this stuff. You know, they bring 10 items at, and at the end, when it's time to pay for it, they might buy two things. Oh, because they're just so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I see people take off water pumps at the junkyard and they try to buy it. And I think you went through all this work to take off this water pump. Just buy a new Chinese one. Yeah. Which will probably be maybe cheaper. Cheaper, no. definitely cheaper. Oh. So, I mean, unless you really want OEM or if it matches the color of your car, I wouldn't buy from the junkyard. Uh, okay. It's just too expensive. So are, junk, junky, are junkyards dead or is El Pulpo dead? El Pulpo's dead. Because oh. when we went up to NorCal, we bought an engine for the Lemons car, a spare one ZZ, okay. when we did uh, Thunder Hill. And the whole engine complete was like 130 
130 bucks. Interesting. I would say equivalent if we went to El Pulpo, it'd probably be like 350, 400. Oh man. Cause they nickel and dime you on everything. If you buy a seat and there's a buckle, it's like, okay, seat, we're charging you for the rails. We're charging you for the buckle. Oh. If you buy a fender and it has a molding on it, we're going to charge you for the fender. We're going to charge you for the molding. Wow. They nickel and dime you for every single thing. Yeah. Back in the day, all that stuff was overlooked. So, it's like I remember buying an electric fan a long time ago, right? I was like, okay, we're gonna charge you for the fan and the shroud. It's like the shroud doesn't come apart from the fan. Oh, I know, but they're two different parts. It's like it's literally one piece. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So they're getting, but they they might be getting big enough now to the, where they're creating a space for smaller players to come back in. I, I'm hoping so because. All that stuff they leave at the cashier, nobody's going to know what part that's for, what car that's for. This right. is all just going to be junked yeah. in the end, you know? Even if, I mean, even if admission was free, I feel like they would probably make more business. Yeah. But then again, a lot more people would be stealing stuff, so <laughs> maybe not. It might be a double-edged sword. Yeah. Would you own a junkyard? Um, Everyone owns a junkyard. That's when people part out cars. Yeah, I guess you're right. We all have many junkyards. And I got to say, Facebook Marketplace, or what used to be Craigslist back in the day, OfferUp, is all cheaper than the junkyard. It, it really is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. How do you decide what how to price things? You just look up what other people are selling them for? Um, well, that's my problem. I just hoard and buy things. I don't sell things. You don't... <laughs> So That's my sh- problem. You should not own a junkyard then, clearly. No, no, no. Yeah. I shouldn't. I just yeah. want to keep everything. Yeah. I've gotten yeah. better about that lately because I was very much a hoarder. But now yeah. I'm like, I just I, I need storage space. Well, when I moved out from my garage into my tent, I gave away and sold a bunch of stuff for super cheap. Okay. And people are still lowballing me. And I'd say, yeah, oh, that's yeah. fine. Come take it. Yeah. Like I sold a pair of wheels for like 20 bucks, like these aluminum 18-inch uh, Varstones. Like, I got lowballed so bad. Okay, come pick them up. And everyone's like, oh, well, can you save them for me? I have to oh, borrow my girl's car, and she doesn't get off work till here. And I'm thinking, you don't even have your own car. Like, <laughs> yeah, what do you first, need these wheels for? First come, first serve, and people would get all mad. It's oh, like, man. God, yeah. It's like, no, dude, first come, first serve, money talks. Yeah. And I don't take bucks? Cash App. I don't take Venmo. Bring me cash. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Unless it's like a major purchase. Yeah. Even then, if it's like there's like a small sliver of money that would be Venmo or cash, just Venmo. I don't use Cash App. Yeah. But if it's like a grand to two, maybe. Yeah, because no one carries cash anymore. Yeah. I understand. But I mean, uh, I feel like they can dispute stuff on PayPal. Yeah. And it's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, major car purchases, it's kind of becoming harder and harder for cash. And, you know, when I sell stuff on Marketplace or OfferUp, I I downplay it. I'm like, this thing is shitty. It's been sitting around. I keep their expectations low. Yeah. Because I don't want them to come over and lowball me oh, while based they're there. On what, yeah. Because, you know, it might look cleaner in pictures, but it didn't work. They still lowball me. Yeah, no. I mean, it's... uh. That's been my experience on offer up on all those. I mean, there's always yeah. there's always a negotiation when you arrive, even after you've negotiated through the app. Yeah. And, you know, you see people selling things you could buy for the same price brand new. It's like, why would I buy it from you? Yeah. But that's the thing. They want to price it high. 
yeah. to get lowballed, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it's a whole game. Are you a lowballer? Okay, so <laughs> I like doing this thing on eBay, and they have the best offer. Yeah, right. They had Fortune coilover, Fortune auto coilovers, Black Friday sale, scratch and dent. I missed out on the opportunity for my Corolla. I'm like, I, I need new suspension. They only had two, and it sold out because I was busy cooking Thanksgiving dinner at oh, 5 p.m. Nice. Right? So I missed out on the sale. Anyways, I found uh, people on eBay, and literally for a full set of coilovers, like, it's like $2,000. I'm like, six ninety nine send. <laughs> it, it never works. Sometimes yeah. it works. Really? Sometimes it works. People okay. people take the bait. And I sell stuff on eBay too and I, I accept low balls also. It's one of those things you gotta give a little to get a little. Yeah, right? right, right. But with eBay now, if you send a best offer, it's linked to your PayPal or credit card, you have to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. If you make an offer, it automatically does a transaction, which before people would make offers but never pay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and this is kind of a new thing. So, I mean, if I see something I need, I just shoot an offer. It's a shot in the dark. They don't have to take it. But yeah. Sometimes they do. Yeah, I've never had that luck because I use that feature too, but I've never, I didn't know that you didn't have to have it linked to a credit card. I never, I, I think I started using it recently. Yeah. But I've never really had, because I'm a low baller. I'll, yeah. I will, I will admit it. But yeah. I've never had the luck of getting actually a low ball offer accepted. Sometimes, sometimes you get good mm. offers. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, experiencing it as a seller doesn't really, it really teaches you how to do it versus staying yeah. away from it. Well, and then you make a counter offer and you guys might settle on a price. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You go back and forth on it. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you need it sold, if it's so this is how I price things on eBay. I go to eBay, search the item, look under sold, see what it's going for. I mean, obviously if I price it high, no one's gonna buy it. And then now they have a thing it for all the watchers, you can send them an offer. Oh yeah, yeah. And then that's usually how I get rid of stuff. Oh uh, yeah. what's the highest priced item you've sold? Um I would say um recently that I could think of. Some fog lights, some auto covers, some JDM auto covers without the auto covers. They're the fog lights that flip up and down on the initial D car. Okay. I got those in Japan for like 40 bucks. Yeah. And I think I sold them for like 400. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because when we went to Japan the first time, we just hoarded a bunch of parts from Up Garage. But okay. now you can't find those deals anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're rich, dude. <laughs> Like I said, I get these parts and it's like, oh, I can put these on my car. And then I realize I'd probably just ruin it and yeah. you know, crash into something and be like, damn, I, I could have sold it. Make a quick $360. Yeah. All good. But yeah. E you know, eBay does take a good chunk amount, yeah, a it, chunk out. But I mean, in the end, you're reaching a worldwide audience that's right. looking for this part. Yeah. Which I hate shipping internationally. But sometimes all the stuff I have is, you know, 48 states and people always message me oh do you ship here do you ship here it's like uh maybe and like i'll what, send them a quote where are you getting these messages from like um i don't know europe europe oh. china well puerto rico is kind of you know that's part of the u.s but i've been i've shipped actually a lot in puerto rico oh interesting yeah a lot of people mm. in puerto rico which i thought that was part of the lower 48 but the pricing is still different. Yeah. For shipping. Yeah. Yeah. So you sell things with free shipping and just eat that cost. 
I, I try to. Okay, I try yeah. to. It's easier to sell. Most people it don't, don't want to pay for it shipping. It is. And, yeah. you know, sort by lowest. Yeah. You yeah. want your product yeah, to be the yeah, first. The, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I also sort by low and high sometimes just for curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> and you see these things that, yeah, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Chinese, Chinese wheels. Chinese tea, 37 copies that cost more than tea, 37s. And you're like, who's going to buy this? Yeah. No, I don't know. I think they just, that's part of the game, right? I Maybe guess. someone who doesn't pay attention or sort by low, they might just buy it now. Yeah. There's a, there, there's a fool for every trick. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so, yeah, then maybe they're counting on that. It kind of sucks, but you know, yeah. if you don't do your research, yeah. you're going to fall for it. But what I hate is buying something like on Amazon and then it says similar products. And then you see the same exact product stamped with a different name for cheaper. And you're like, damn it. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can cancel an order on yeah. Amazon pretty easily. Yeah. I'm yeah. quick to do that if yeah. something pops up. And then um, so on the Amazon thing, I don't know if they flag you, but I returned so much stuff from Amazon. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know that. I, I have think, before. I think if they allow you returns, I don't think yeah. they can flag you for it. Okay. Right. All right. I don't yeah. know. I return a lot of stuff too. Yeah. But yeah. I, I buy off Amazon warehouse also, which is like the used stuff. Right. And, and return will, that. You know, well, I have because some of the stuff might be missing. It's like, dude, right. it's missing hardware. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can't fault you for that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, one thing I've learned from Amazon is uh, you get car covers for pretty cheap. Oh, really? I noticed you had some covered cars. I need new car covers. Because yeah. if the box is messed up or if it's missing a strap buckle, they sell it. You get a decent $20 car cover. Oh, yeah. Because what I used to do is they used FCP Euro has lifetime replacement. On everything now. On everything. I heard. And yeah. But they don't sell the car covers anymore. So now mm. I can't. This is the third set. Well, that's how they, maybe that's their gimmick. Yeah, maybe. If they don't offer that product, it can't be lifetime warranty. No, it can't, it can't cuz then I can't get it replaced, right? It's, yeah. The way they have it set up is you have to buy something else in order to get the replacement. So if mm. they don't have it to buy, then it's essentially expired. You you can't mm. use the deal. Yeah, so that's why I've been stitching it with zip ties, uh, but over it's gotten windy and rainy, and so it ripped up again. So I'm oh, gonna have man. to take you up on that Amazon thing. Yeah, look it up, everybody. Yeah, but now we've gotten to the point of the episode where we're gonna put you in the hot seat, Kelvin, on the Motorhead Blitz. Oof. And just as a reminder to everybody out there and to you, you get ten questions. A thousand points per question, and the final question you get to wager whatever you've banked as far as points. Okay. If, right. Yeah, you uh, are getting a chance to become the king motorhead here, and I'm just gonna look up my uh, my little ranking sheet just so I have it uh, when we get to the end. End there. Um, but is everything clear? And are you ready? I know it's a thousand points per question, ten questions, and then I can wager. And then you can wager on the tenth question. You can wager however many points you've gained. And all the questions are automotive news, automotive current event current news. Events. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, okay, let's try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the, all questions are usually within this week and maybe half of last week. Okay. Yeah, right. I try to keep it as fresh as possible. All right, you good to go? Sure. I need to work on sound effects for this thing. So here we go. 
the first question: The new Toyota NASCAR Cup car was released with changes to fix its super speedway problems and matches this road car. The road car is a Prius, a Camry, a Yaris, or a Supra. Oh man, I, I. I know they used to have the Camry. I'm not going to waste time. Camry. I mean, you, you can deliberate as long as you want, oh, but well, Camry, final answer. Final answer. A thousand points for okay. you, sir. Hey. On, the first char- on the first shot, it I, is a Camry. I wanted to go with Supra, but I'm like, I know they've had Camry. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. So I'm tracking your points here. On so to I'm the- not at the bottom. You're not we at have the bottom. Beat- you are right now ranking. You're tied for third place right okay. now. With we a beat Striker points. Performance. You beat stri- so far. Right? <laughs> okay, so, so far. Okay, but yeah. But the, if uh, I wager it all, I can go back to you zero. You can go back to zero. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so man. you got. You're gonna have to be smart about that. Okay. But you might okay. need to wager it all to get the top. So we'll see okay. when we get there. Right. But yeah, okay. the 2024 Camry XSC race car. Uh, designed by Toyota's Calty Design Research in California, uh, was recently released uh, for the NASCAR series next year. And so they're going to fix a few things, aerodynamic issues there. On to our next question. This American race car driver is returning to F1 for the 2024 year. Your options are Mick Schumacher, Oscar Piastri, Kyle Busch, or Logan Sargent. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read any news. No. No. <laughs> well, all I know is Bush and Schumacher. And okay. um Mick Schumacher sounds like a descendant of, you know, Michael Schumacher. Yeah. And I know Kyle Bush. Okay. And I mean We'll say Kyle Bush. Okay, Kyle Bush, final answer. Final answer. You are now one for two, sir. That is okay, incorrect. Fine. Kyle Bush is not in F1. Logan Sargent is coming back after getting one point last year in the F1 series. Really because most of the follow. field. <laughs> I don't follow. I don't know who that is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Sorry, everybody. He doesn't know what a kilometer is. So, no, yeah. no, it's 2.2. Yeah, 2.2 but... kilometers is one mile. Oh, wow. Look at you. Look at... Wow. Okay. You're probably yeah. the only American that knows oh, that. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, the metric system is a lot easier than, you know... Uh, miles and feet. So you're an advocate inches. for. I am too. I mean, it's uh, almost exclusively. It makes, used. it makes sense. It's intense. But yeah. let's continue with the blitz. <laughs> right, yeah, with the blitz. All right, here we go. Question number three: Red Bull has dominated F1 recently, but another energy drink is set to jump into the mix thanks to McLaren. This new energy drink is Ghost, Redline, Nas, or Monster. Um, looking at the big brands, I just want to say who has the budget. I'll say monster. Just thinking of, you know, amount of sales and branding. Yeah. I mean, 
Final answer. Monster. Monster, final answer. Yeah. 2,000 points, sir. You've okay, gained another 1,000 points. That was a very logic. The question was designed for you to come into it either knowing that or knowing the sales because Monster yeah. is second to Red Bull yeah. only. Yeah. yeah. So not, nice job on that. What's, what's the big three? Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar? Uh, uh, yeah, be? Rockstar. Celsius is making a, a yeah. push, too. Um, all right, so you're now two for three, 2,000 points in the bank, heading into question number four. CEO Thomas Schaefer of this brand admitted in a staff meeting that it is no longer competitive. Yeah. Your options are Toyota, Ford, Volkswagen, or Tesla. Man, I thought you were going to name... I was going to say oil company because <laughs> Schaefer Oil, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Thomas Schaefer is. No longer competitive mm-hmm. in what series? Uh, in mainstream sales. Oh, can you list the brands again? Uh, Toyota, Ford, Volkswagen, or Tesla? I'll say Volkswagen. You are on a roll, sir. Okay. That's another All thousand right. points for hey. you. Three out of four, Volkswagen. He shared to everybody in his own company, "Hey, Volkswagen is not competitive." And announced an eleven billion dollar cost cutting plan. They need to hire you to do this. I don't see a lot of Volkswagens anymore. No, I, I remember the whole Dieselgate thing happening, and yeah, I feel like they don't have any real performance cars anymore. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, and even the the GTI uh, doesn't really make a lot of noise. Like you don't you yeah. don't really hear a lot about it. At least in in my circles, I don't know about yeah. your circles. And they all smell like crayons. <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's true. It's made in Mexico. True. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the M2 is made in Mexico. It doesn't smell like crayons. Okay. <laughs> they use a different kind of crayon. It's they a, use uh, yeah. watercolors. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. On to question number five. You have 3,000 points. Toyota plans a $4.7 billion sale of this OEM part supp- supplier to invest in their hybrid EV future. Your options are... Denso, Mitsubishi, Hyundai Mobis, or Magna International? I mean, Denso and Toyota go hand in hand, but does Denso make electronic parts? I know Mitsubishi makes more electronic parts. And then what were the other two options? Hyundai Mobis or Magna International? Hyundai, eh, I'll say no. Um... We'll say Mitsubishi. Final answer? Final answer. Incorrect. That's I fine. really thought you were going to get this one. Denzo? Yes, it is okay, Denzo. It fine. is Denzo. Yeah. It's fine. Sometimes the easiest answer is the hard one. Yeah. Overthought it. Yeah. So you're now three for five, but you still have 3,000 points. I'm which, not the worst. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're doing pretty well that. here. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You're doing pretty well here. Even uh, if I was the worst, I'd be okay with that. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Are already throwing in the, the towel. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> It's fine. Spoken like a true racer, right? Already building up the excuses. All right, here we go. On to question number six. This car has won the 2023 Top Gear Award for Best Track Car of the Year. Mm. Your options are Porsche GT3 RS, BMW M2, Hyundai Elantra N, or Toyota GR Corolla. Man. I mean, best track car of the year? Best track car of the year. 
I'm just going to throw out the Hyundai N. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out. Final answer because I know they've been doing a lot of marketing. Oh, that's going to be your answer. Yeah. Okay. okay. Am I wrong? (laughs) That's fine. I can tell (laughs) I'm wrong already. (laughs) It's probably like the Porsche, but I mean, I'll just say Hyundai. Okay. Uh, Yeah. If you would have gone with the probably you would have gotten it right. It is definitely not the Hyundai. Okay. Porsche GT3 got it. You're three for six. Still 3,000 points. But yeah, the uh, it's weird. The the track car of the year was the Porsche. Performance car of the year is the Civic Type R. Okay. Um, Hyundai didn't get any. Well, Hyundai got the car of the year with the Ionic Five, but kind of don't really count that. Okay. Disruptor of the year, Tesla Cybertruck. I I, I feel like disruptor. Disruptor is a negative connotation here. Well, who was the previous destructors in the previous years? I don't know, actually. That's a good or question. Or is that a new category? Yeah, I don't know, actually. I, I didn't look up the previous year disruptor. I don't remember that. But, I mean, I guess it's a new design. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, you've got 3,000 points still heading into question number seven on the Motorhead Blitz. The CEO of BMW's M division recently stated the future electric M3 would never be called this. M3 EV, M3 charged, I M3, or Gigawatt M3. It would be never called this. Never. So all the other choices are possible names. No, he just did not call them out. So this is just a quote he said. It will be never called this. It would not be called this. I Actually, mean, it was in the news. Uh, everybody was saying that it would be called this. Yeah. And then he came out and said, you guys are tripping. It would never be called this. I am three. Bingo. You got yeah, it. A okay. thousand points. Yes. Gigawatt? <laughs> Gigawatt? Gigawatt? I do, I do. I would love to drive a Gigawatt M3. Yeah. Yeah. But that is not the one. So you're now four for seven. But yeah, there was okay. a, it hit the news cycle for about three days. Everyone was like, oh, the new, the electric M3 is going to be called the IM3. The M Division CEO came out and said, absolutely not. It would still be called, uh, if anything, it would still be called the uh, just a regular M3. I doubt it, though. Yeah. I doubt it. I think that's will probably change with some time. All right. 4,000 points going into question number eight. Nissan is bringing back the Skyline as an electrified version of this. Your options are a bus. An SUV, a truck, or an electric toothbrush? Is this Nissan USA or Nissan Japan? Nissan Japan. Good question. Good question. So a bus, SUV, toothbrush? Bus, SUV, truck, or toothbrush? So they're coming out with a new version of Uh, the Skyline. A, as one of these the, products, the new they're bringing it back as an electrified, new electrified version. Yes, SUV. I, I could, I could, I could see you getting the answer right from the questions that you were asking, and you are correct. It okay. is an SUV. It's yes. like why is the Mustang? Whatever <laughs> yeah, Mustang, yeah. they're just copying Ford. Yeah, whatever. yeah, and it's there's no, they're still not sure if it's going to make it stateside. Yeah. But they've already put out like some preliminary designs of giving the an SUV the Skyline nameplate. Which, why? I don't know, man. Why do people do that? I don't know. I, I'm kind of getting a little like why? Like there, you could literally call it anything else. Yeah. Like Skyline fans aren't going to buy that car for the name. Will it, they have a GTR version? Yeah. I, I guess if they do, that'd be pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. They haven't announced that at all. So that's where we're at. Um, question number nine, right before the wager question, you have 5,000 points in the bank so far. And let me tell you, you have enough so far to tie the leader. I know you don't care, and you're kind of playing this laissez-faire <laughs> attitude right now, but you're up there right now. You're going to tell me this stuff. <laughs> Mind games. Mind I could have my earbuds in and high man the other line yeah, listening, yeah. searching on Google. Hey, for if me. I don't know, it's it counts, right? Yeah. Uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't racing, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's true. All right. Question number nine. This famous long-running primetime automotive show has stated it will no longer be returning. I know this one. Can I wager now without hearing the options? No. So okay. what I what I've done previously is if you can answer the question without me giving you the multiple choice, it counts for double. Top Gear. Boom, sir, you got it correct. You are now at 7,000 points banked. What were the options, by the way? Uh, Top Gear, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, Pimp My Ride, and Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, which honestly, based on that, you you made a good move. Yeah. Um. Okay. You got seven thousand points. You are six for nine, uh, which is probably I think the best, uh, so far. Man. Okay. So you know when you go to the track and it's always that last session. I'll go for one more session. Yeah. It's always the last session where you break something or go off track. <laughs> and I feel like I just want to end. <laughs> Now, before I end up like the canyon runner who ends up in the ditch and has to get airlifted out. Well, you do have the option of not wagering any points. Okay. All right. Right? Yeah. And then you stay at 7,000. But what's the fun in that? Yeah. Okay. All right. right? I mean, it's up to you. It's no, up to no, you. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, so risk it for the biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit. So yeah. the current leader has 10,000 total points. Okay. Right? Okay. So how much do you want to wager? I have 7,000. You have 7,000. And how many questions? This is the last question. This is the last question. Well, obviously, I'd want to tie. Or let's say, well, how much do I have to wager to beat him? 3,001. Okay, let's let's do 3,001. 3,001 3,001. Three thousand and one. I okay. can't do that math in my head. Okay, so 3,001. If you get this question right, would put you at 10,001, and you're beating, you would beat the current leader by one point. Or I'd be at 399. 3,999. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, right. that's correct. All right. Here we go. Question number 10. An exhibit in Brooklyn highlighting the life and career of rapper Jay-Z is displaying this car of his. It was featured in Empire State of Mind and featured in the Dead President's music video. Your options are a 1993 Lexus GS300, a 1990 Nissan 300ZX, a 1991 Mazda Miata, or a 1990 Geo Metro? We're, we're just going to go with a 1993 GS300, and it was probably black with chrome wheels. Uh, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll disregard that last one. We'll just say Lexus. We'll say the Lexus, the, the GS300. The Lexus. <laughs> yeah. It's the same answer. What do you mean disregard? Well, I didn't want to add any more details. Okay. I, I didn't know if that was going to count against me. No, it wouldn't. And it would absolutely not okay. count against you. Yeah, we'll uh, go with the Lexus. Did you already know? No. You didn't know? No, I didn't know. Well, it seemed like you did know because you got it right. And you, sir, are the new King Motorhead of 91 Octane. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> 
Congratulations. Oh, wow. Imagine that this is a crown going oh, on. Oh, my goodness. You better put some CGI <laughs> oh, yes, or sound yes. effects over here. <laughs> yeah. The price is right. <laughs> Bob Barker. Oh, man. Wow. Congratulations, sir. Wow. You are at the top of the leaderboard. I, You know, you should have wagered it all, but you're still at the oh, top. You know, Come, By one point. By one point. Okay. 10,001. Okay um, also, you have the current record for most questions answered correctly. Okay. Uh, you know, with seven of ten, which is pretty good, considering you said at the beginning, I don't think I'm going to do well on this. <laughs> That's why I keep your expectations <laughs> low, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you do better than you do, everybody, it's like a surprise. Yeah. Dude, right? thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah. for being the new King Motorhead. Oh, I had so much fun. Thanks for all the stories. Uh, anyone you want to shout out? Anything you well, want to plug? Well, hold on. If it was... Carla or a girl, would they be the queen motorhead? No, we don't discriminate They'd still here. still be the king Yeah, motorhead. they're still king. Yeah. They're still king. They're okay. still king. All right. Yeah, yeah All they're right. still king. Unless they want to be queen. I'll okay. leave it up to them. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyone I want to shout out? Um, all the idiots. John, Jason, Bob, Carlos, uh, Josh. All the idiots on the shitty car group chat. <laughs> um, Stephanie, Jim, um, everyone. Yeah. On the Shitty Car Group Chat. All right. Shout out to the Shitty Car Group Chat. And that is our episode. You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. If you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. Thank you again, Kelvin. I look forward to our next episode. This thing's a monster. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs>